0: Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanan Namaskritya Naranjava Narutamam Devim Sarasutim Vyasaṃ Tatoja Mudiraye Nasta Prajeśva Badrishu nityam <tokano> bhagavata seveya bhagavati uttama shloke bhaktir bhavati naishtiki <tokano> Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Quanto 4, Chapter 4, Text No. 25. kritvasamanao anilojitasana Kritwasamana vanilojita sana Sodanam utapi na bicha krataha Sodanam utapi cha na bicha diyo rasititam jaya shane diyo rasititam kantad anidittanaya KANTAT BRUVORMADHYAM ANIDITHANAYA Krithva after placing Samana in equilibrium, anilau the prana and apana airs, jitaasana having controlled the sitting posture, Sa Sati Udhanam, the life air. utapya raising cha and nabi chakrataha, at the circle in the navel. Shanai, gradually, hrdi, in the heart. Stapya placing, diya, with the intelligence, gurasi, towards the pulmonary passage, thumb having been placed, kanthat, through the throat, bruvaha, of the eyebrows, Madhyam, Madhyam to the middle. To the middle. Anindita, Anindita, blameless. Yes. Sati. Yes. Anayat, Anayat, raised. Yes. Translation purported by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupad, ki Prabhupada. Yes. First of all, she sat in the required sitting posture and then she carried the life air upwards. And placed it in the position of the equilibrium, near the navel. Then she raised her life air, mixed with intelligence, to the heart. And then gradually towards the pulmonary passage. And from there to between her eyebrows. Puppet. The yogic process is to control the air passing within the body in different places called Shat Chakra. The six circles of air air circulation. The air is raised from the abdomen to the navel, from the navel to the heart, from the heart to the throat, from the throat between the eyebrows and between the eyebrows to the top of the cerebrum. That is the summon substance of practicing yoga. Before practicing the real yoga system, one has to practice the sitting postures because this helps in breathing exercises which control the airs going upwards and downwards. There is a great technique which one has to practice to attain highest perfection of yoga. But such practice is not meant for this age. No one in this age can attain perfectional stage of such yoga. But simply people indulge in practicing sitting postures, which is more or less a gymnastic process. By such bodily gymnastics, one may develop good circulation may therefore keep one's body fit. But if one simply restrict oneself to that gymnastic process, one cannot attain the highest perfectional stage. The yoga process as described in Keshava Shruti prescribes how one can control his living force according to his desire and transmigrate from one body to another or from one place to another. In other words, yoga practice is not meant to keep the body fit. Any transcendental process spiritual realization automatically helps one to keep the body fit, for it is the spirit soul that keeps the body always fresh. As soon as the spirit soul is out of the body, the material body immediately begins to decompose. Any spiritual process keeps the body fit without separate endeavor, but if one takes it that the ultimate aim of yoga is to maintain the body, then it is is mistaken. The real perfection of yoga is elevation of the soul to higher position or liberation of the soul from material entanglement. Some yogis try to elevate the soul to higher planetary systems where the standard of life is different from that of, a, of this planet and where the material comforts lifespan and other facilities for self-realization are greater. And some yogis endeavor to elevate the soul to the spiritual world, the spiritual Vaikuntha planets. Bhakti Yoga process directly elevates the soul to the spiritual planets where life is eternally blissful and full of knowledge. Therefore, Bhakti Yoga is considered to be the greatest of all yoga systems. Thus sends the Bhakti Vedanta purport. So, Sati. At the sacrificial arena itself, she sat down and closed her eyes, absorbed in the mystic process of yoga, of living this body by raising the life air up from the abdomen, to the navel, to the heart, to the throat, to the eyebrows to top of the head and exiting the body. And Prabhupada explains, because this is in Bhagavatam, somebody may wonder why we all cannot do that. Bhagavatam is an encyclopedia of knowledge. It shows, it just, it reveals all potential means of liberating the soul from this body. Doesn't mean that that knowledge is there, that is applicable to us. As Prabhupada says that This is a method, this is a great technique which one has to practice to attain highest perfection stage of yoga. Next continues, but such practice is not meant for this age. So it is not that there are no other processes, it's a matter of fact, it's a matter of knowledge. There are other processes of getting liberated from this body. This one is the Ashtanga Yoga process. And Prabhupada explains that, somebody may say that how, without controlling the body first, gross body and gross mind, the subtle mind and gross body, how is it possible? For bhakti yogis to get freed from this material concept of life. How is that possible? Number one. Number two. If the body and mind is not in good condition, how you can practice any spiritual life? This question will come. Or somebody may say, maybe we should combine this and bhakti yoga so this is good for the body good for the mind and then bhakti you oh, can combine but what Prabhupada says very significant statement any transcendental process of spiritual realization automatically helps one to keep the body fit but it is a, for it is a spirit soul that keeps the body fresh As soon as the spirit soul is out of the body, the material body immediately begins to decompose. Any spiritual process keeps the body fit without separate endeavour. This is very important, but if one takes it, that the ultimate aim of yoga is to maintain the body, then it is mistaken. So, in other words, all these endeavours are not necessary, provided. Provided we are associating with Krishna through sadhana, different aspects of by being in touch with the infinite Sachidananda Lord, our soul is always enlivened. When soul is enlivened, mind is enlivened. As Prabhupada says, it's the soul that is actually giving life. If there is a life problem, the problem originally there is in the soul also. That means there is Shakti in the soul to cure all problems of the body and the mind. very important. Just like modern psychiatry says, somewhere they say, they, they already concluded there are psychosomatic diseases. That means... Your problem is not in the body, it is in the mind. Some catch in the mind. Doesn't mean that you are a madman. There are different sections of the mind. Somewhere some catch is there in your mind. Otherwise everything else mentally you are normal. One catch is there. One thought trap, some belief is there. And that belief will continuously connect yourself to that disease in the body. So, this is all, so many things have been experimentally proved today, the connection between body and mind. Imagine then, if there is a connection between the soul, that means if the soul drives, now our practically our soul's thinking, feeling, willing is driven by the body and the mind. And body and the mind is driven by the external world. That means we are under the influence of material energy. Imagine it the other way. The soul is awakened and it drives the mind, drives the body. Then the energy from the soul comes into the mind. Mind is always enlivened And the mind is enlivened then naturally there will be self-healing, the body heals itself. Modern science says everything you're, you're, you, know, you have a problem because you have a problem with your liver, they will say, or you have a problem with your heart, they will say. But we would say, why there is a problem with the heart, because there is a problem in the mind. They say heart disease is connected to stress. Stress is mismanagement of mind. And mismanagement of mind because you don't have spiritual knowledge. If you have spiritual knowledge, you will manage stress properly. What is spiritual knowledge? Especially if you are in Bhakti Yoga, You surrender to Krishna, you depend on Krishna, you don't think you can control the entire situation. A person who does not know Krishna is the supreme controller, a person who does not know destiny is acting, Kala is acting on all all of us, he thinks that I can change my destiny, I can change, I am the cause of all this. Therefore, I have to be the cause of removing this by manipulating material energy. And unnecessarily, he takes anxiety. Whereas a spiritually mature person, he accepts what is inevitable, however harsh it may be, and tries to change what he can change. Tries to change what he can change. By using his free will. By praying to Krishna, by depending on Krishna, if you so wish, you know, this, this can happen. So a devotee is no longer a control freak. I'll control my life. I'll control my life situations. This is lauding nature, different from devotional nature. So automatically, somebody may be in the external dress of a devotee, but she's still in a controlling mood. The mind is sick. Lording nature means mind is sick. So spiritually the attitude of servitude comes. The attitude of thinking that I don't know everything, I cannot know everything. The attitude that I cannot even decide what to do unless Krishna gives me intelligence within the heart. Unless that devotee has that consciousness that every decision in this material world is so complicated, you cannot make a perfect decision. Because of our limited intelligence, how can we make perfect decision? So devotee is always afraid of directions from Maya. Oh, it’s all like this, all like this. But he also knows the Lord is in the heart and he gives direction. If I seek that, if I depend upon him, he will give direction. By his direction, alone I can be freed from confusion. Otherwise, every living entity, he can never remove confusion. You think what is the perfect action I should take? What should the perfect thing that I should do in such a situation? You will go into decision paralysis if you want perfect you simply have to pray for the Lord and see all the choices. I am not controlling the, all the choices. I don't have infinite choices. The Lord, His Kala, His scheme of things, is controlling different choices. I am a tiny living entity. I will see what are the different choices and take one choice. There is nothing like absolute perfect decision-making in life every moment. What are the choices available? Evaluate all the choices and then in that evaluating all the choices we pray to the Lord in the heart and then we, according to that, we take a decision. So, the biggest challenge in in life is what to do next. Everybody faces this. Okay, I want to serve Krishna. What to do next? Without the involvement of the super soul, without the involvement of the intelligence, what to do next? Suppose you want to go to Raja Nagar, what do you do next? You know. Go outside, turn left and go. You know. This is artificial intelligence. Because already it's there in you. We, we are the biggest source of artificial intelligence. Our brain is the biggest source of artificial intelligence. The artificial intelligence, somewhere intelligence has to be fed into it, no? An algorithm, everything, then only it will work. Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is learned. Learned intelligence is called artificial intelligence. When a child is growing, he is continuously, we are creating artificial intelligence in his brain. Who? Live souls, live people. Just like now, I have intelligence. If I had to go to Rajajanagar, super soul does not have to give me intelligence. I have learned intelligence. Going to first block means this is a route. But suppose in life some situation comes, I have to take a decision. So many options are there. The example of going to Rajai Nagar is a simple problem, this is a life problem, where your learned intelligence is not sufficient to decide. So we all have have learned intelligence, learned intelligence is karma, it's a frozen intelligence. So continuously when we make decisions, those who do not, those who are not Krishna conscious, they are making decisions based on their learned intelligence. Along with their ahankara, current intelligence they put and then their learned intelligence increases. In other words, every every action that we do, every intelligent act that we do, develops our intelligence, either rightly or wrongly. Every action has a reaction, but the devotee, very important, As I said, the biggest problem is what to do next. Especially for devotees, okay, I'm surrendered. I want to know what to do next. I want to be simple. I want to know what to do next. We have to involve, we have to be conscious that only with the help of the super soul, every moment, we can do what the Lord wants us to do. That is a way to be free from confusion. Otherwise, there is no other way to solve this problem. This problem of confusion. Confusion for direction. So, Krishna consciousness means I am a follower of directions. So, very mystically it is done. A devotee is in the path of perfection of action in a mystical manner, not in a material manner. Mystical manner. What is a mystical manner? By the involvement of the infinite intelligence which is seated in our heart as a Paramatma. Out of His infinite mercy, He is a source of in- infinite in- Source of in- infinite intelligence is in each one of us. Just appreciating that itself, you will get so secure. If you think, I am only my tiny learned intelligence, then you will feel always confused. But if you think in this body, there is an infinite intelligence. Because Paramatna knows everything. So any direction is very easy for him. One who knows all knowledge can always tell you what to do to achieve anything. Direction is what? Direction is towards an objective, what to do towards an objective. So if you have desire for Krishna's service also, desire is one thing, you have to depend on Krishna. You want to serve the deities, you have to depend on the super-soul. Bhagoto balena, bhagoto viryena, bhagoto tejasai, you see. Bhagavat seva is, is done by His own uh, his own help, He gives His, his Tejas, His uh, uh, Virya, His this thing, He provides. How do you understand that? Let's say we are all serving the deities, we are morning to evening, we are serving There is no serve. you cannot serve the Lord without depending upon the Lord. In the material world, we serve Him, means if you are taking something from me, then what is your service? You should do service to me without taking from me. That's not devotion. In devotion service you have to depend on the Lord to get the strength to serve the Lord, depend upon the Lord for intelligence to serve the Lord. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, in such devotion service, completely depend upon me. That means the completely depend upon me. It means Lord is in this Paramatma form and guru form. Krishna is there as guru form. Krishna in Guru form will guide us to serve Krishna in this God form. Krishna in his Goloka form, Krishna in his unlimited forms. So, without Krishna, one cannot serve Krishna. Without Krishna's help, one cannot serve Krishna. Because only Krishna knows what he wants. So, therefore, Paramatna alone knows what is the right thing to do next. So, this is practice of surrender. So, just see, When we are in proper consciousness, that means this controlling perception of the material world. I control the material world, I control the outcome. Once that transforms, half our problem, medical problem goes away. Stress goes away. We become peaceful. So, all the stress-created problems, anxiety, uncontrolled mind, anger, all these things will subside if you should know if we are Krishna conscious. That He is the controller of everything and we have to depend upon Him, we have to depend upon Him to serve to serve Him. Devotional service is not performed, I am servant, He is master, let me me serve, you know, without His help. No. We are eternally dependent for strength. Just like this body, you need a body to serve, right? If you are a ghost, you cannot serve. You need a body to serve. Who is given this body? Krishna's arrangement, either material body or spiritual body, internal, nature, internal energy of the Lord or the external energy of the Lord. So for our existence as a servant of Krishna, we need help of Krishna. To, to serve Krishna, we have to be Krishna conscious. To serve Krishna in one form, we have to be Krishna conscious of Krishna in another form. Unless you are conscious of Guru, super-soul consciousness means Guru consciousness. Because devotion service means like a servant carrying out orders. A servant is a follower. Follower of what? Direction. So a devotee is a follower of direction of the super soul. That should be his aim. But the direction also, the mind also gives the directions. What is that? Default directions. Learned intelligence. So we have to be always alert. We should use the learned intelligence. Intelligence that facility is given so that we don't have to each time think. Each time I don't want to discover what is the way to go to first block Raja Therefore, the facility is given, hard disk is given. But we have to be careful that hard disk, every time we should not deal with situations in life only with our hard disk. We should pray to the Lord. Always keep in mind that without Guru's mercy, without His guidance, He'll mix that into our intelligence He'll mix. You cannot make out. You just pray. That's why I said a mystical process. You pray, then He mixes that intelligence with us and we get direction. So, devotional service cannot be rendered without the direction of the Lord. In one form or the other, the direction comes. And we should seek such direction. What pleases the Lord? What pleases the Lord? The answer is mystical. In our, we have to maintain that consciousness, then it will happen. So this, we can, very important thing that Prabhupada is saying in this purport, that if you are transcendentally situated, that means, not that you have to become pure devotee, you are chanting Hare Krishna, morning program, you follow all those things, your mind, your soul becomes enlivened, Mind becomes enlivened. Mind is enlivened. It's always enthusiastic. It is never depressed. It will keep the body fit. So, even though Prabhupada says here that there is no need for separate endeavor, Prabhupada says there is no separate endeavor for your body and mind. Extra endeavor. Just follow the Vaishnava achar. Vaishnava achar means this is what the this is a lifestyle of a Vaishnava. Follow the lifestyle of a Vaishnava. Eating prashadam only, controlled eating, regulated sleeping, regulated all the disciplined life. That is a that is a that is a direction given to a Vaishnava. Your life we have a lifestyle. If you follow that lifestyle, then we will be free from, that is lifestyle, gross lifestyle, subtle lifestyle. Don't think you are the controller when you do your work. You try your best, leave the result to Krishna, that makes you anxiety free. All these are by-products. So there is an all-round welfare, not only of the body and the mind of a Vaishnava. If you simply follow the instructions given by uh, Śrīla Prabhupāda, how to live a life of a Vaishnava, keep oneself clean, body will be perfect, body is, will give deliver the maximum, mind will give the maximum. So even the Prabhupāda says this, we have problems, devotees have problems with the body, devotees have problem with the mind, what is the reason? Trace it back. The path of bhakti, we are not following properly. The achar and vichar, if you don't follow properly, your perceptions of life itself, just like if you have perception of life, that I have to take care of my old age, I have to take care of my life, insecurity, Insecurity is there means gone. It is, it is always giving anxiety. It doesn't help. You have your vichar, proper vichar. What is proper vichar? Krishna will take care, whatever it is. In which way he wants he will take care. Now you don't measure whether he took care of me here or he did not take care of me there. He will take care the way he wants. This kind of faith is required. What will happen to my old age? And so many people are planning so many things and what happens to their old age? As per their plan it goes. I have seen rich, rich people. You know, donors and all this. Some don- sometimes donors also. so active when they were young, when they became old. (coughs) Their children won't even have time to bring them for darshan. They will leave one employee. He gave all the wealth and he's he's just become old. He built all the business and family, he's all enjoying everything. No time to bring him to the temple, and I mean, it's a reality of the material world. And they think that my children will love me, and this thing, just nothing. Now is nobody has time for him. All servants will manage him. Wife is busy with something. Children are busy with something. Servants very rich people. Then they get so fed up. They say, Bad, anyway, in the house I am treated like a. a like a old age home. Nobody talks to me, nobody thing. Might as well I go to a old age home. So did his planning work? It did not work. Our planning, it's all this are the understanding of the Vaishnava. It's foolish. It is foolish for me to plan my old day, old, old age like that unnecessary anxiety. A brahmana means I don't think of my tomorrow. That is the opulence of a brahmana. The opulence of a brahmana is knowledge. Okay, it is wasteful, what for you useless for me to think about all this. I should do my duty. If I am a grasstha also I should do my duty. I should not be in anxiety. Okay, I have to save some money. All right, I will save some money for my children. Even a congregation also can be very peaceful, but just by doing his duty and not taking unnecessary anxiety. So, this is a (coughs) good direction from Prabhupada. We have to, because Prabhupada is saying, if you practice properly your body and mind, you don't need any separate endeavor. And practice of Krishna consciousness means achar and vichar. We have a way what you should do in the morning, what you should not do in the morning, how much you should eat, how much you should not eat, how much you should sleep, how much you should not sleep, what kind of relationship you can have with people, what kind of relationship you can have with opposite sex, what kind of relationship, everything is achar. We follow all those achar, then we will be healthy mentally, physically, intellectually, spiritually, we will be healthy. We cannot be spiritually healthy if you are not intellectually healthy. If you are foolish, if you are full of ignorance, you cannot be spiritually happy. Like that, each, each body, Krishna says, our whole body, our whole system is... Lower self to higher self to higher self, senses, body, mind, intelligence, ego. Sometimes we get into this chakra. I have this problem, I have this problem, I have this body problem, I have this body problem. Doesn't mean there is no body problem, there may be body problem but why you are agitating it more and more, you are amplifying the body problem mind amplifies everything whatever is really there there. okay if, if 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 my finger gets cut i cannot say i don't have a problem it's a reality has finger only no little no pura cut ho gaya life cut ho gaya even let us say koi bola diagnose ho gaya cancer Ah, chale gaya. Devotee means what? Next he will say, Are, "How many bodies I've had? How many times cancer I've had?" It is not rare. So, how oh, many It is all a question of mind time scale. I am thinking, "This is life." Each time, previous life when you had a body, this is my life. When you got cancer, oh, my life is finished. You got a fresh life. So nothing is to be, everything passes on in this material world. Everything is temporary. As it comes, it will go. Body, as it comes, this body itself will go. Any questions? Jaya Grendra Achimad Bhagavatam ki Jagat Guru Shila Prabhupada ki jai.